Hello and welcome to the She Reads Romance Books podcast, the ultimate show for romance book lovers looking for the best books worth reading. I'm your host, Leslie Murphy, and in each short episode, I share my favorite book list of recommendations so you know exactly what to add to your must-read list. Join me as I explore the romance genre and have fun collecting book boyfriends along the way, because life is better with a love story. Hey readers, we are still in the month of February, and I think it's pretty cool that this year is a leap year, so we're getting an extra day to the month. But since we're in the month of February, which is also Black History Month, I thought for today's episode, I would share some of my favorite romance books that focus on Black love, though you should definitely read these any time of year, obviously, because they are just so, so good. I'm going to share five of my favorites, but if you click the show link below in the notes, you'll find my full list of Black romance books that highlight Black love for even more titles to add to your must-read list. I'd love for you to also share your favorites in the comments on the blog or in my private Facebook group, the She Reads Romance Books Reader Lounge. If you're not already a member of this awesome community, then get over there. I would love to hear from you. And also, before we get to these books, I just wanted to remind you that you can also head over to She Reads Romance Books for my free, I'm kind of calling them adult (laughs) mad libs, but they are fill-in stories, one sweet and one steamy, where you can create your own love story, sort of mad lib style. They're super fun, super easy, so check them out. And again, I'll leave that link in the show notes below. Okay. On to my book list. The first book about Black love that I absolutely loved was Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. This is an incredible second chance romance that was a Reese's book club book at one point and is a book that is going to be adapted into a TV series if that entices you even more to add this to your TBR list. It was also a Goodreads Choice Awards nominee for Best Romance in 2021, and I definitely think it was deserving of that nomination. So Eva and Shane are our heroine and hero of the story. I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly, but 15 years ago, they spent seven days together as teens and fell in love, and now they find themselves both in Brooklyn, where they are going to spend seven days reconnecting and finding that love once again. Now, first off, I love that both of these characters are writers. Eva is a best-selling erotica writer, and Shane is an award-winning novelist. They haven't seen each other, as I said, in 15 years until they both appear at this literary event. But no one else at the event or in their lives knows that they had this crazy week as teens where they fell madly in love. So they essentially pretend not to know each other around others, but do end up, like I said, spending time over the next seven days reconnecting. And it was just beautiful. But, you know, with so much time passing, of course, things aren't super easy and seamless for the two because honestly, Eva just or she's sort of very wary of him and just wants to return to her life as normal as a single mom. But um, you'll just have to tune into the book and see what transpires over those seven days. But this was my first book by Tia Williams, and I found 
her writing just to be fabulous and totally fell in love with these characters. Um, I felt like the ending could have been a little bit more and got maybe slightly off track for a few you know, moments. Otherwise, it would have been a five-star read for me, but I definitely give it like four and a half stars all the way because I loved how she used flashbacks, which just added to the story, but also kind of kept the current storyline flowing. I'm also kind of glad that it didn't really sink too deep into the issues surrounding both main characters. You got just enough to understand their mental and physical health struggles, but it wasn't too heavy that it sort of distracted from their story back to each other. And then back to the part about them being authors, it was really cool how they finally came to realize that they'd both been secretly writing to each other in their books through the years, never having forgotten the other, even if years had gone by, and even if it was only initially seven days that they had together. That just sort of screams soulmates to me, and I I loved it. I highly recommend Seven Days in June, so be sure to check out that book. I'm actually about to start into William's new release, which is called A Love Song for Ricky Wilde, another black romance that just released earlier this month. So I will let you know soon what I thought about that as well, but I can't wait to check out that book because I loved Seven Days in June. All right, the next romance book featuring Black love that I devoured is Upsy Daisy by Chelsea Edwards. If Chelsea ever listens to this podcast episode, then my message to her is, please, 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 please write another book, I beg you. I'll take any book, honestly, but I would love another book that features some of these side characters that we get to meet in Upsy Daisy. Amazon says that this is book one in the Higher Learning series, and I could see several more coming after reading this one. So please, please, please write those because they would be amazing. But as far as I know, this is Chelsea's debut novel and only novel, and she brought it, people. This book was published under the Smarty Pants Romance umbrella, so it's part of that Green Valley World and Penny Reed universe, if you're familiar with that. And let me digress then for a second and just say what a genius Penny Reed is for creating Smarty Pants Romance, not only as a platform to help launch other authors like Chelsea Edwards, but as a way to get more books out in the world that she created. She's only one person, right, and can only write so much with all that she's juggling. But there are so many great spinoff series in her Green Valley world that have been created and so many new characters to love in these works that... I'm totally loving it, and I'm so grateful that she took that on. So, but back to Upsy Daisy, (laughs) which is a college romance featuring Daisy Payton, our heroine, who goes off to college, right? And she's someone who, you know, everybody knows the Payton name in her town, and she is sort of wilting under the pressure to stay perfect and live up to that name. So she's determined to use college as her chance to come into her own and leave the Peyton name behind to forge her own path. So right off on move-in day, she meets Trevor Boone, who is a senior who is really just biding his time until he graduates and can unload the burdens that have been weighing on him. Whereas Daisy comes from a family with money, 
Trevor came from nothing. He was abandoned as a child, raised by distant relatives, and constantly just reminded he is a burden. Now, neither Daisy or Trevor expected or anticipated their instant attraction, but barriers ultimately arise that try to block their potential start at something more. Now, not only did I love the writing and the characters, but this book takes you back to the 1970s, people. I should have known this since we are reading about Daisy Payton in college after having already met her as a mom and business owner later in life in Penny Reed's Winston Brothers series, but it kind of took me by surprise nonetheless when I first started reading, and it's probably the first romance book that I've read set in this time period, and it was glorious, especially due to the clothes references. I mean, I want Daisy's wardrobe, like, hands down. It just sounds freaking amazing. So I fell in love with the clothes because Edward's writing was just so descriptive that you were you felt like you were right there in her dorm room or outside the frat party or literally feeling all the feels that these characters were going through. And boy, were their feelings going on. But this book to me isn't just your typical romance book either, right? It was really so much more. And those are like the real gems that when you find them, you're just like, oh, thank you so much. So, yes, it's centered around Daisy Payton and Trevor Boone and their instant attraction and growing fascination with one another. But this book really had so many engaging themes within it. It delved into friendship, the bonds of family, the importance of loyalty, honesty, forgiveness, and grace. It also peered into different social stratas, familial expectations, and grief. Now, all of that is a lot to cover in one book, but Ed Edwards does it so brilliantly that I honestly just didn't want the book to end. And as I said, I just want more <laughs> in this series. There were so also just so many heart-wrenching and heartwarming conversations between characters that I highlighted like mad as I was reading through it because they really all just spoke to me and I wanted to be able to go back and reread them and process them and, and so forth. And this book was ultimately about so many different relationships. Of course, there was Daisy and Trevor, but there was also the friendships Daisy forged with her two best girlfriends and the brotherhood Trevor had with his cousin Jules. I also love that we learned about Daisy and her relationship with her older sister, Dolly, and her father. So as I said, there's just so many stories just simmering at the surface that I really, really need. So please, Chelsea, bring these books to life. But in the meantime, if you haven't yet read this one, and I hope that I've convinced you to do so by now, definitely pick up Upsy Daisy because I truly loved it. Okay, the, I think I've gushed about that one quite enough. So the next romance book on my list about Black love is Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan, book one in her Skylands series. And I'm actually reading book two right now, which is This Could Be Us. So you'll have to tune into my February reading list episode to hear what I think about that one. But just a couple of chapters in and I'm definitely hooked. But back to Before I Let Go, this is a romance about a hero and heroine who have been divorced for about two years and how they end up finding their way back to one another in a really wonderful second chance romance love story. Ryan 
as I've really come to find from her works, is one of those rare authors who can deliver not only an incredible love story, but one that also really makes you think about an important social topic. I'm so glad that she pulled this story out of the vault. I think she mentioned that she wrote that this was her first book idea ever because I loved Yasmin and Josiah's romance back to one another. As I mentioned, we first meet Yasmin and Josiah two years after their divorce. They have found a rhythm to their new life co-parenting two tweens and running a restaurant where they are constantly in one another's path. But when the prospect of each of them starting new relationships with other people, staring them in the face, the question is whether that is enough to push these two soulmates back to one another. So first and foremost, I enjoyed the book because of the great writing. Ryan set the tone for these two soulmates right from the start and moved the story along wonderfully. Once the reason for their separation and divorce is revealed, which I will say could be a definite trigger for some people. So you may want to see or reach out to me if you want to know about the trigger warning for this book. But Ryan explores the very important topic of depression and how it not only affects a person, but their relationships and children as well. She also uses this book to talk about therapy and the stigma that can go along with it that keeps some from getting the help that they need. This book also shows Yasmin and her close-knit friend group, and I love books that highlight emails with strong friendships, which was why I'm excited to be reading the second book in the series about her friend Soledad. I'm sure you could read This Could Be Us as a Standalone, which releases in early March, but go ahead and read Before I Let Go First, which is out because it is wonderful. All right, the next Black romance book about Black love that I enjoyed reading is a new adult romance and ironically another book selected for the Reese Book Club and that is Honey and Spice by Bolu Babalola. I'm sorry if I'm totally butchering that your name. So I have a disclaimer about this book. I admit that I almost didn't finish it. It took me honestly a few chapters to get into it because I just wasn't following the writing because the writing style and the jargon just wasn't my jam, but I'm glad that I stuck with it because once Kiki and Malachi devised their plan, their plan, it got really good. So this is a fake relationship romance. Kiki Banjo made a huge mistake as an expert in relationship evasion and the host of the popular student radio show Brown Sugar. She's made it her mission to make sure the women of the African Caribbean Society at Whitewell University do not fall into the mess of situationships, players, and heartbreak. But when the queen of the unbothered kisses, Malachi Corid, the guy she just publicly denounced as the waste man of Whitewell in front of every Blackwellian on campus, she finds her show on the brink. So Kiki and Malachi agree to this fake relationship to try and salvage their reputations and her show. Of course, while they fake date, Kiki's preconceived notions about the player are questioned and she learns to trust again. 
Again, like before I let go, I liked the focus on sisterhood in this book, as well as the focus of how a man's word can really crush someone's reputation. I thought the author did a really great job about bringing that sort of social issue to the fore. And I especially love that the douchebag in the story did get what he deserved. So that was really, really satisfying. (laughs) Once the book got rolling, I really like the character development of Kiki and Malachi. Plus, they fit really, really well together. Um, As a new adult romance, you do get some steam. But I will say that for this one overall, it's pretty light, which um, can be a bit refreshing when it comes to college romance. So consider checking out Honey and Spice for your next Black romance read. Okay, the next book about Black romance and Black love that I wanted to talk about is by the book by Jasmine Guillory. When I heard that Disney Publishing was launching the Meant to Be series that would reimagine Disney's princess stories as modern adult romance books, I, I just got super excited. I thought it's such a great idea. And there are now four books in the Meant to Be series, which you can find on that book list on She Reads Romance Book. If, if you're curious about the retellings of Cinderella, Ariel, and Rapunzel, in addition to this one, which is a forced proximity modern beauty in the beast romance. Our heroine, Isabel, is 25, still living at home and one of the few black employees at her publishing house, overworked and underpaid, constantly torn between speaking up or stifling herself. Izzy thinks that there must be more to this publishing life. So when she overhears her boss complaining about a beastly high-profile author, who has failed to deliver his long-awaited manuscript, manuscript, Isabel sees an opportunity to finally get the promotion she deserves. All she has to do is go to the author's Santa Barbara mansion and give him a pep talk to get their writing process on track. But Izzy quickly finds out that she is in over her head. Bo Towers is jaded and withdrawn, and it turns out just as lost as Izzy. But despite his standoffishness, Izzy needs Bo to deliver, and with her encouragement, his story begins to spill onto the page. They soon discover they have more in common than either of them expected, and as their deadline nears, Izzy and Bo begin to realize there may be something there that wasn't there before. Now, first off, whoever writes the book's summaries for the meant-to-be books is just genius. (laughs) They pull in all of the things you know about the Disney classics in such a fun way that you have no doubt that these are modern retellings of those stories. It's just, they're just super cute. So you have to check them all out, if nothing else. So it's no surprise that the best part about this book for me was all of the little references to Beauty and the Beast that Guillory threw in there from Izzy's first stroll around New York to Michaela's nickname kettle in her young son to the wi-fi password that they have and just many other gems throughout the book that are great nods to beauty and the beast these really did solidify that it was like a beauty and the beast look-alike and even with Bo's first appearance being the strongest so while Bo definitely had his beast moments you know once he and izzy found their stride in working together the book did get maybe a little bit slow, but I kind of went with it 
because it was just sort of super cute, right? Izzy was a great female lead who learned to stand up for herself a bit more at work and in her own mind about her writing. And because this is a book backed by Disney, it is a super clean romance and had this air of everything just being sunshine and roses, sort of like a fairy tale. So arguments, you know, were solved with perfect communication skills and everything was just, like I said, super nice. Overall, I think it was well-written and a sweet read and anyone who loves Beauty and the Beast will enjoy it. This was my first Jasmine Guillory read, so I'm actually curious how her writing is different in her other books that are not Disney affiliated. So I think I'm just going to have to go pick one and find out for myself. But that book wraps up my list of my favorite black romance books. So I hope you found some for your TBR list or definitely go check out my full list on the blog. But before I wrap up this episode, I have to unveil the answer to the name the book boyfriend question from my last episode about the best romance books like Fifty Shades of Grey. I mentioned in that episode that I'm kicking off a new game called Name That Book Boyfriend to see how well you know your book boyfriends in romance. And I'm going to give a few clues at the end of a few episodes and then I'll share the answer in the following podcast episode so that you can see if you are correct. So I thought it'd be fun to play this for a few episodes. Now, the last book boyfriend that I mentioned, I'll, I'll read sort of the description again, and then you can see if your answer is correct. This book boyfriend is in an enemies to lovers story and a best friend's brother romance. He's a doctor and definitely a cocky asshole, but one who volunteers. He saves the heroine from getting run over by a car, and he has this random ass painting in his apartment. Can you guess this mystery book boyfriend? If you guessed Josh Chen from Twisted Hate by Anna Huang, then you are correct. Way to guess the secret book boyfriend. All right, so now I'm going to give you a clue for today's name, that book boyfriend. Are you ready? Here we go. This book boyfriend is an introvert who lives in a small town in Ohio and works as a teacher. He'd rather be home reading a book but has taken a trip somewhere different over the last 12 years. One trip where he ended up sleeping in a tent on an island, and he ends up falling for his complete opposite. Can you name this book, boyfriend? I will give the answer in my next podcast episode, so be sure to tune in to that one. But thanks for tuning in to today for this episode. And until next time, of course, happy reading because life is better with a love story. That's all for this episode of the She Reads Romance Books podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and found some new books to add to your TBR list. If you did, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast app. It really helps me reach more romance book lovers like you, and I appreciate your support. If you're a book boyfriend collector like me, then you'll want to join my email list so you never miss a podcast episode or a new book list. Just visit shereadsromancebooks.com slash join and sign up today. As a thank you, I'll instantly send you my list of top 10 book boyfriends that will make you swoon. Trust me, you don't want to miss this list. Thank you for listening and until next time, happy reading.